I'm leaving the Isle of Despair. And I have the worst thing to ever happen in a swamp. Well, hello there, and welcome to Date Fight. It's the show where we smash bits of history together. Mm, He's Jake Yap, I'm Nat Tapley, and we have chosen two factual toads from the swamp of history, which we are going to make croak louder than each other, and then pick which one has the most impressive throat sack. Round one! Throat sack. Uh, would you like to engage your throat sack first? I shall indeed. I shall take my throat sack all the way back to 1675, the 19th of December, and the Great Swamp Fight. Ah. Now, the Great Swamp Fight is called the Great Swamp Fight by some people, but by other people is called the Great Swamp Massacre. Oh, it's one of those fights. Which might give you a hint as to what happened. Yeah. Is this in America? It is in America. It is the uh, probably most intense battle of King Philip's War. Mm-hmm. King Philip was the name that the Narragansett... No, the name that the English gave uh, the Wampanoag chief uh, Metacomet, who was called called himself Philip, and his older brother was called Alexander as well. But anyway, they had a war with the New England colonists, which led to, in 1675, the Great Swamp Fight, in which um, there hadn't yet been any fighting in Rhode Island, but near the village of Kingston there was a fort full of Narragansett, which the English and their... Native allies, the Pequots, who you may remember had almost disappeared after the Pequot War of 1630. Yeah. War. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They all turned up. And they set fire to the fort and then shot people as they came out. Oh, wow. Um, Led to the deaths of between 75 and 150 Native American combatants, but between 300 and 1,000 non-combatants. So women, children and old people. Um, 70 colonists were wounded and injured as well. No, sorry, 70, <laughs> 70 colonists were killed, 150 were wounded. So oh. it wasn't all on one side, it was just very much mainly the killing of old people was on one side. Yes. And children and women. Yes. So that is the Great Swamp Fight Stroke Massacre. Great. This is a lolzy round, uh, because I'm taking you back to the 19th of December, 1900. Mm. When the French... end of the word massacre? <laughs> no comment. Uh, the French Parliament votes an amnesty for everyone involved in the Dreyfus affair. Right. Now, you, mm. of course, I'm sure I've seen films like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and Jaws. <clears throat> uh, so at the end of 1894, so this was mm. six years earlier, there was a French army captain called Alfred Dreyfus. Bonjour. Bonjour, Alfred. Ça va? Uh, ça, ça ne va pas. Uh, He was accused of handling secret documents and forwarding them to the Imperial German military. Oh, no. I know. The thing was, it was all a bit of a stitch-up. There was a closed trial and he was found guilty of treason and sentenced to life imprisonment and was deported to Devil's Island. Mm. What should we call... (laughs) So, uh, basically, the political class hated Dreyfus. Right. I'm sure you can guess yeah. what was underpinning all of that. And it kind of gave rise to massive unrest mm-hmm. and anti-Semitism became a kind of overt thing in France. In France? And no. I know, right? That's never been a feature of French society. It's bizarre because they found they found the person who was the real traitor. It was right. Major Ferdinand Volsin Esterhazy, <laughs> uh, who right. he got away... 
I think he 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 fled France, and the way he did that, oh, well. the way he did that was so cunning. He shaved his moustache off. <laughs> Genius. Arrête. Arrêtez! Yeah. Vous êtes Ah non, c'est pas non, vous, non. non. C'est pas de moustache. Et l'état publishing J'accuse. Exactly. Ouais. Uh, which was a Dreyfusard declaration. Oh, There ouais. were the Dreyfusards and the non-Dreyfusards. Anti-Dreyfusards. Oui. In the end, it led to anti-Semitic riots in more than 20 French cities and there were some deaths in Algiers. Hey, what, why did Algiers get involved? It's French. Yeah, just French. It's just French. Over there uh, on the mainland, they're all right. Oh, we better kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> And so then they annulled that conviction of Esterhazy. What? Where's he gone? He's right there. He shaved his moustache. <laughs> was, it, was it him in a wig with no with two moustaches going, yeah. I was innocent of the whole thing? They had a new court-martial right. in 1899 and Dreyfus was convicted again What? and given 10 years of hard labour, uh, although they commuted it because they basically knew it was made up. It it just caused such a mess, this one incident. It, it, it messed up everything, like the reform of French Catholicism, the Republican integration of Catholics. Mm -hmm. uh, it's during this time that the the term intellectual right. first got coined. As a synonym, as a sort of... As a, whoa, oh, you yeah. know what you are. Uh, was it urban sophisticate? Basically, elite Islington, is yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of this uh, fundamentally uh, persuaded Theodore Herzl. Yes. One of the founding fathers of Zionism, that mm -hmm. uh, the Jewish people must leave Europe and establish their own state. Yes. It was a seismic moment in Jewish history, really. And French history. Yeah. It's pretty good. I feel like this is the only... that, that I, I actually stand a chance of yeah, countering right. your massacre there. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Back yeah. in! 4-3! Happy... Happy birthday to Robert V. Bruce. Not Robert V. Bruce. This is. You know Robert. those people who say very? Yeah. Because they're trying to sound posh. Yeah. Like when they're at a party and say, I must say, the play was very good. <laughs> you sound like the opposite of that. Robert, Robert v. Bruce. V. Bruce. Robert is, v. Bruce. He was very good. Um. Uh, what is Robert V. Bruce? Robert... Is that like a sort of... Robert V. Bruce is a historian <laughs> who wrote a biography of Alexander Graham Bell that was plagiarised in 1998. But I just liked him because he sounds like Robert V. Bruce. But he's Robert V. Bruce. That's good. Uh, as far as I can tell, no spiders ever inspired him to do anything. Okay. It sounds persistent. like it sounds like a sort of reboot of a franchise, like Robert the fifth, v. Bruce. the fifth film in the Robert Bruce, <laughs> two Robert, two Bruce. <laughs> uh, happy birthday to Ronan Farrow. He's a journalist now who regularly exposes sexual prejudices, um, and well done him. He's incredible, isn't he? Yeah, he's really good. I saw him on Colbert the other week. What was he saying? Oh, these sexual predators. The fewer of those. That's what he was saying. Happy birthday to Jennifer Beals, the star of Flashdance. I never really saw it. No, neither did I. It's, I don't I feel... Mean, it's about a steel worker in Pittsburgh who discovers she can dance. Oh. So she's basically like Billy Elliot. Yeah, but it's Billy Elliot. Happy 
Happy Death Day to Emily Bronte, who wrote Wuthering Heights, which isn't as good as everyone says. <laughs> uh, have you heard Wuthering Heights, the musical? Uh, do you mean not the Kate Bush? No, no, no. This happened in the 90s oh. in London. I had, I don't know, what, <laughs> I had the CD of it. <gasps> And I can remember one one line. What if Heathcliff, <clears throat> which went, I have no time for those who have no time for me. <laughs> it was rank. It was Bernard J. Taylor composed it. Apparently it's been extensively staged in the UK, USA. That I don't remember seeing it. No. The Netherlands, Germany, Poland, Romania, Australia and New Zealand. I think if you have to list the countries in which it's been extensively played, it hasn't been that extensively played. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. No one's going, cats, it was once on in Spain. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry there's a massive digression. Let's press on. I once saw a terrible adaptation. It was They were trying to do a farce as a musical without realising that the idea of a farce is the speed at which it goes and the mm. idea of a musical is stopping for songs every five minutes. So it didn't work at all. But I do remember the... One of the women who was being cheated on by her husband accused him with the song Liar. You are, you are a liar. <laughs> and you could see her counting out the two, three, four. four liar. Because <laughs> she had to step in a circle. <laughs> liar. You are, you are a liar. And just with the arms, like really sharp, no, like really both strong. Out, both yeah. Out. <laughs> Straight out to the I front. Told you. Straight out to the front. <laughs> Uh, so that's Jennifer Beals in Flashdance. Happy birthday. <laughs> no, it was Emily Bronte. <laughs> um, also, happy birthday to Stella Gibbons, whose cold comfort farm is better than Wuthering Heights. It's like a funny version. Read that instead. But Has there been a musical adaptation of that? Ooh, uh, let's find out. OK. Yes, there has been a musical, a musical of Cold Comfort Farm. From Alaric Barry, the writer of last year's Cinderella at Budley Salterton Public Hall. <laughs> Was it a ban- Did they do it as a banter? <laughs> Behind you. Uh, also, happy death day to Desmond Llewellyn. Q from the James Bond films. He generally said, try not to break it, Bond. <laughs> Round two. I am taking you back... To the 19th of December, 1686. Mm. Uh, to tell you about a thing that didn't happen. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Give my list other things that didn't happen. Because Robinson Crusoe, oh. who is real, he's real. Oh, he's yeah. real. Oh, he's yeah. real. If he yeah. exists in your heart, he's real. <laughs> uh, shipwrecked on an uninhabited island, yeah. nicknamed the Isle of Despair by Crusoe. Yeah. Is that like the Isle of Devils? Yeah. He was waving to Dreyfus over the... Near the mouth of the Orinoco River, mm-hmm. had survived without the benefit of modern civilization for 26 years, Ooh. as historians are supposed to say. Mm. Have you noticed that? Yes. Dr. David Starkey, years. It would be 50 years. <laughs> uh, at the mercy of the elements and occasionally attacked by seafaring cannibals. Whatever. Uh, Crusoe had I learned think if to you're make... a cannibal, stay on the land where there are more people. Don't be a seafaring cannibal. That's the worst place to find people. Yeah, that's true. Be a seafaring fishmonger. But they don't—they don't like the freshwater humans. <laughs> it sort of tastes a bit muddy somehow. Uh, Crusoe had learned to make uh, rudimentary tools. Uh, he made a very basic iPad, but it's like the original. It's <laughs> yeah. quite heavy. Uh, and shelter and farming. Anyway, uh, obviously he makes his friend Friday, and mm. it's all a bit dodgy. Teaches him English, converts right. to Christianity. That's not entirely that's not, okay, not, is it? Not, not really okay. And 
Eventually, an English ship arrives at the island in the middle of a mutiny, intending to maroon their captain. So uh, Crusoe formulates a plan to retake the ship, and they, they do it. And then the mutineers are left on the Isle of Despair, and Crusoe sails away with his new companions on December the 19th, 1686. It definitely, really, definitely happened. Mm. If it's in your heart. <laughs> Maybe the real Robinson Crusoe was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Okay, well, I will take you even further back. You're like, I'm going to smash you right up now. Go on, then. To the 19th of December, 1606, when the Susan Constant, the Godspeed, and the Discovery left England to found Virginia. Now, you may think, hang on a second, I thought the Mayflower... This sounds a bit familiar, yeah. Yeah. I thought the Mayflower started America. No, it was Virginia 14 years earlier, but no-one talks about that because it was rubbish. They oh. got there, and John Smith, you may remember, was Mel Gibson in Pocahontas. He went with them, and he kept to saying to everyone, we should really plant some food, because it's going to be winter soon. We need to buckle down. Ah, oh, shut up, some. Mel! Yeah, and they kept going off and going, we know we're going to find some gold, because if we find gold, then they'll just send us stuff from England. We won't have to bother with farming and doing that. If we keep sending them back gold, wow. then we won't ever have to learn to yeah. plough fields. Just, just, you know, belt and braces, guys. Yeah. And he was like, just, could we do a bit of farming so we can get through? So they didn't, and most of them died. Um, and the Americans don't like to remember that as when America was founded, because generally, rather than it being to do with setting out to found a new country based on freedom of religion, it was very clearly, we just want to nick whatever stuff is there. Yes. And they did it terribly. So we try and ignore the fact that Virginia existed many years before Massachusetts. Suppose you I suppose I have. Ah, I suppose we're at four apiece. For all? Hmm. That's all right. That's okay. The tension's high. I can do that. Intense. We're going to do, I think, our last forfeit of the year this Sunday. Yeah. Because it's a bit too combative. It is fighty. It's getting more fighty. Do you know, we'd welcome your thoughts on yes, uh, whether we should do that or not. But definitely, I think we're going to have a Christmas truce. Yes. Because I... and I Go and play football in no man's land. Yeah. And I think we're both tired of the touching. So, <laughs> for that reason, <laughs> we just don't want to touch each other anymore. It's too much. Mm. I've had all the beauty treatments I can have. I'm now as well, beautiful as I will ever be. Like, short of bleaching intimate parts of you. I can't think what there is left to do. And I've got plenty of toilet cleaning if we need to. Right, we're back tomorrow. Take care. Bye. Bye.